I'm continuing to show love and let that be the foundation for which you lead these relationships. God gives us so much grace and so much mercy and so much forgiveness, but it is so hard for us to give that to other people. Yet he gives it to, to us every single day. Love in the choosing sense is maybe how you choose to speak to them first, or maybe how you choose to include them. You know, I think about those opportunities that you have with your kids and it's like the sporting event or whatever that may be. And maybe that's that picture that you text to the to the to the grandma and say hey I just didn't want you to miss this your blended family has a hundred percent chance of success when you do it God's way we are blended kingdom families and we want to provide biblical resources to heal and restore families with a message of hope for the next generation let's get after it hey guys welcome back to the BKF podcast we are super pumped to be with you today you are looking absolutely lovely thanks so and you. thank you. Well, I have a new shaved head today, so get a new cut Extra on smooth. it. Extra, Extra smooth. Extra smooth. Okay. Guys, we're excited you're here. If you haven't already, take an opportunity, like, share, comment, leave us a review. You can also send us your questions. Oh, yes. We are doing uh, some podcasts later on just on Q&A, so we'd yep. love to hear from you. Today, we're going to talk, uh, we're going to do a couple of podcasts, a couple series on mm -hmm. extended family relationships. Yes. So, you say that, let's define it first. What does that mean? What, what would that include? Yeah, so extended family relationships can be in-laws, it can be grandparents, mm -hmm. um, it can be aunts and uncles, mm -hmm. cousins, nieces. So anyone really outside of the core family unit, so to exactly. speak. Exactly. Yeah. And, well, and the reason we're going to talk about this as it specifically relates to blended families is so many times people kind of associate the divorce just with the biological parents. Yeah. And... Really, and we've seen this even in our own blended family, the divorce really affects all the extended family. Oh, yes. Because yeah. they're very close mm -hmm. with the kids, and they're very close maybe even with you as, an, as a daughter-in-law or son-in-law. Yeah. And so when that fracture happens, a lot of times these folks just get left behind. Sure. And kind of get left to decide and left to choose mm -hmm. and um, left to kind of wonder where their relationship stands. Yeah. So what we want to do is, one, encourage you. Um, we're going to talk about ways that we can encourage you in that. And we're going to talk about how important that is to, to maintain those relationships. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the first things that we want to talk about is the importance of family um, and the significance mm. of extended family relationships. And depending on the dynamic of your family or how close you are to let's say the grandparents or aunts and uncles can mm -hmm. really play a significant role in the development of your children and so our family mm -hmm. we have a very close-knit family mm -hmm. and so um you know right after we got married my mom was involved a lot i was in nursing thank school you mimi thank you mimi loving us <laughs> Yes. Um, and even your mom, Scott, would yeah. come up and visit pretty regularly. And so our kids um, have grown up knowing, you know, uh, grandmother, have grown up knowing Papa and Mimi. Mm -hmm. um, and that has been super beneficial. I've seen that, especially in Michael, our oldest, mm -hmm. you know, growing up um, in a blended family, coming from a single parent home, and then now in our blended family, how much that has benefited him mm -hmm. and... Um, yeah, it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. And and we also want to recognize that, you know, in different cultures value family in different ways too. Oh, sure. So yeah. we know like certain, uh, I think like Hispanic and different mi minority groups, they mm -hmm. really value the family, the family unit. And we understand how important that is. But we also know that 
in blended families, there, there can be this tendency, especially as you become remarried, to put this hyper-focus on your new marriage yeah. and just kind of forget that. And you you mentioned it, the importance of family. Yeah. Whether that is, hey, we need, you know, in our case, we needed Mimi to come and help us so we can have a date night. Yeah. We needed her to pour into our kids. We yeah. needed um, those situations to just kind of foster growth and mm-hmm. love. And we... And I know we're going to probably touch on this in a minute, but now we even see it even more as Michael's going to college and yeah. now he's going to be living in the same city with his Mimi. Yeah. It's going to be huge. No, I think it's going to be great. And, you know, and we've also, it's also tested us as well. You know, I know, um, you know, we also have a relationship with Michael's other set of grandparents. Yes. So his dad's uh, dad and dad's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, being in a blended family, we've had to learn how to navigate those mm-hmm. relationships, especially during the holidays and making sure mm-hmm. that he gets that connected time with them, that he gets to see them even in the summertime, that he's getting uh, that continual um, exposure to them yeah. so that they can speak life into him and, and ha- have and foster a relationship together. And so, and we want that. We've always had a good relationship with, um, you know, the other families, mm-hmm. extended family, um, uh, especially Michael's aunt. Uh, he really really um has has a great relationship with her and i know that she's been kind of like this really neutral party for him that's been really great over the years well and i think the reason that we have maintained those relationships is because we understand the importance of what we want to focus on yeah so so many times where i think the the mistake happens is you look at these extended family relationships and you say, well, this is an opportunity to get them on my side or this is an opportunity for me to, you know, voice my opinions on maybe their other parent. And that's really just not the case. What we want to focus on is maintaining good relationships. Yeah. And more of that is what you don't say mm-hmm. than what you do say. Yeah. Uh, it's not an opportunity for you just to bash or to, you know, to pull, you know, them to your side. It's saying, hey, listen, we value this relationship because of the value that you bring to our family mm-hmm. as our extended family Absolutely. and the value you bring to the kids in your role as grandma or grandpa or aunt or uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just so important to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, you know, if if we were to you know label a couple of things of uh, the importance of extended family, I would say just like you said, they bring value to the relationship. Mm-hmm. It also gives opportunity for them to create and build upon their bond and their mm-hmm. relationship and maintain that. Just because the parents divorce doesn't mean that the grandparents and the kids mm-hmm. have to divorce, so yeah. to speak. And so maintaining that relationship, it can be so vital. I know there's so many people that we have spoken mm-hmm. with um, and experienced that their grandparents raised them or their grandparents were mm. these super influential people in their life or aunt and uncle. So the importance of maintaining those relationships for the benefit of your children and stepchildren, you guys, is huge. And we understand that not all ex- extended family is healthy. It's just like co-parenting relationships. Yeah. And so, you know, there are boundaries and that is another episode that we're going to get into um, in this series. But uh, the, import- the importance of family is so significant for these kiddos mm-hmm. and so the the more that we can do to foster that and provide those opportunities, even if it's on your watch. I know there, there were pl- a lot of times where yeah. Michael, we had to give up our time so that Michael could see his extended family on his dad's side. Yeah. And a lot of that was just proximity. Um, they lived closer to us at the time or whatever that was. And we didn't mind 
doing that at all. We we wanted that for Michael because he wanted that. Well, what you're doing is is you're you're, you're investing into the future. Yes. You know, a lot of those relationships, especially with young kids, it's really about time and fun. But as the kids grow up, they're going to find the value of understanding that their family is larger than just yeah. their mom and dad yeah. and that they have those relationships to fall on and they have those relationships to rely on. Yeah. So what you're doing in those moments of showing how important extended family relationships are is you're investing in the child's future. You're investing into what that looks like when they're in college, yeah. what that looks like as adults for them so that they're not missing out mm-hmm. and they're not wondering why they don't have a closer relationship. And again, I think we see this in blended families so much because we want to protect, like you said, our time, their time. Yeah. And anything that doesn't kind of support that, you're kind of like, no, I can't do this. Yeah. And what that does is it hurts. It hurts. It hurts the extended family. Yeah. I can imagine being a grandma or a grandpa or, mm-hmm. I mean, I know that's kind of old school, you know, like grandpa, that that terminology, they, they got new terminology like Mimi's and Papa's and Honey's and Sweetie's. Yeah. But I can imagine it hurts their feelings when they don't get to see their their grandkids. Yeah. And so what will that do in the long term? So if you're listening to this and you're like, maybe my extended family relationships are not that great right now, but I hear you and I, and I see the importance. We're going to bridge into the second part of this, which is the love and forgiveness side. Yes. And I, I feel like this is going to be the biggest point. And I want to preface this by saying, whatever happened during your divorce, understand, and I think we can all at least accept the fact that maybe in that divorce, those extended families tend to tend to gravitate to their biological side. Yeah. And so there may have been hurt feelings. There may have been um, situations where things were said that were not kind. Um, so we respect that. We respect that about your story. Yeah. Um, but we also want to give you some tools to move past it. Yeah. Well, and when it comes to love and forgiveness for your extended family, you know, we want to show co- grace and compassion towards mm-hmm. them um, and and be able to relate to them in that. And so it, I, I want to read some scripture here. And I love this one. It's from Colossians 3.12. I'm sorry, 3, 12 through 14. And it says, put on them as God's chosen one, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And what I love about this is that I think the foundation is love. So whenever we can show, continue to show that extended family love, regardless of what happened in, in the divorce, and if it it's you know your ex spouse's parents mm-hmm. you're, that you're dealing with grandparents or, or mm-hmm. your own, um, continuing to show love and let that be the foundation for which you lead these relationships. Mm-hmm. And through that, um, that that's where forgiveness it becomes easy. That's mm-hmm. where forgiveness is. Um, uh, offered so freely because forgiveness is the one thing that that God gives us so much grace mm-hmm. and so much mercy and so much forgiveness, but it is so hard for us to give that to other people. Yet he gives it to, to us every single day. Yeah, that's one of the, I think one of the hardest things that we do as people is is this concept of, you know, we look at love and forgiveness and we say, well, that's for other people or that's really, that's to be given to me. But when we when we're faced with that opportunity and we say, I don't know how to love this person because of what they've done. I can't forgive this person because of the way they've made me feel. Um, again, I, I just look at this and I'm just kind of 
throwing out a symbolism here, but it's just kind of a hardening of hearts. I mean, we look yeah. at it and we say, you know what, there's just so much callous around my heart for this person mm -hmm. that the concept of love or forgiveness just doesn't, it just doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. So what I want to encourage you is love in the choosing sense is maybe how you choose to speak to them first. Yeah or maybe how you choose to include them. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about those opportunities that you have with your kids and it's like the sporting event or whatever that may be. And maybe that's that picture that you text to the, to the, to the grandma and say, Hey, I just didn't want you to miss this. Yeah. That's showing love. It's starting a process by which you can have a deeper conversation about forgiveness. Yeah. And, and again, I, I we look at this concept of forgiveness and remember, this is a, a gift that you give yeah it's given by you it's not earned it's not there's not a specific timing for it mm -hmm. it is a choice that you make that's saying i'm going to choose to give you forgiveness and i'm going to choose to move forward in our relationship in love and kindness and acceptance and togetherness mm -hmm. that's how you start that process yeah so what else can people do when love and forgiveness? What other steps would you encourage them to take, Vanessa? Yeah, you know, I think it just begins with self. And I think a lot of this, if you've been listening to the podcast mm. for a long time, you know, I always talk about the condition of your heart, mm. getting into the Lord's presence. Um, I think it begins with that personal relationship and it begins with you. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, you know, examining your heart and what is your heart towards them? Is it calloused towards them? Is it... Um, has there been some hurt that you need to process through? Um, is there some forgiveness of yourself first? Mm. Um, and so I think starting there is a great first step. You know, we're big proponents of biblical counseling. Mm. And so, you know, if there are, you know, extenuous uh, circumstances that happened or, you know, abuse was involved, trauma was involved, addiction was involved, things like that. You guys, we have to work that out. We have to process through that and get through our junk um, in order to get into a place where we can, um, you know, extend that love and forgiveness um, from a pure heart and not from um, something we, 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 you know, are doing out of our flesh or doing out of anything other than the love of Christ. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that also goes hand in hand with um, supporting each other. And I know we mm. were going to save this one for another day, but I kind—I want to bring this up as well, because I think that with love and forgiveness, supporting mm. one another and supporting those extended family members is so important because like you said, they may not be able to go to all of the school mm. functions or the games and things like that. So how can we go about supporting our extended family and for those who want to be more involved, but have now been pushed out because of the divorce and, um, you know, the parents mm. or the blended family, so to speak, you know, kind of shutting them out. So I'm going to throw a really good practical thing that you can do here. Um, and it's surprising me. Most people, when I'm going to say this, you're going to be like, whoa. Most people who listen to our podcast, I, I would say the majority of them are believers. They, you know, they attend church. They do these things. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to encourage you, if you have a disconnected relationship with whoever is in that extended family, you define them. Invite them to church. Mm-hmm. Invite them to your church. Invite them in for a weekend and say, hey, can we have dinner and go to church? Yeah. The supporting each other, and we talked about, there's some specifics like emotional, maybe that's financial, spiritual, but supporting is including. 
and include them in ways that maybe they haven't been invited before. Yeah. Remember, extended family members looking at that divorce are saying, I don't I don't want to step too far mm-hmm. because I don't want to damage the relationship with my maybe my biological child yeah. who is on the So I'm trying to hold and we're gonna talk about boundaries next week, but I'm trying to hold this so I'm waiting for an invitation. Yeah. They're you know, response to any question is going to be, well, they invited me. Yeah. They invited me. They invited me to church. They invited me to, you know, Tommy's baseball game. They invited me to the football game. And yeah. I wanted to go. Yeah. And so this was an opportunity to include. Mm-hmm. And it was an opportunity to start building bridges. No, I think that's good. And I think what I hear you saying too, through all of that, it's just having open, honest, good communication. Mm. You know, we talk a lot about co-parents working together, you know, especially when it comes to the school, the kids' school schedule, um, you know, the yearly schedule, vacations, things like that. These Mm. are things that we can also include the extended family with um, Mm. and be able to support them in that. Like, hey, invite them to the, on the family vacation. Mm. Or, um, you know, the other day our boys had a, um, they were doing a, what was it for the school? They were trying to raise money for an event at school. Mm-hmm. And so one of our sons, he's a future entrepreneur, and he reached out to all of our extended family and was asking for money. He had no shame in his game, his fundraising game. They won too, the, by and the way. He, won, he was the second highest um uh, he was the kid that brought in the second highest amount for the fundraiser. So was proud of him. Yeah. But even little things like that, you guys, just sending those things to uh, the extended family saying, hey, would you want to be a part of this and so into what the kids are doing? But I think it all begins with gr- great communication and and letting them know what's going on. And in, again, like you said, mm-hmm. Scott, inviting them into those things, but also making a place for them where they feel welcome to come in because like you said, I think a lot of them are like, where are my boundaries? And yeah. some of them may feel like they can't step into that. And then you have yeah. the ones that overstep. And like you said, we'll talk about that next week. But for the <laughs> ones that, you know, they're just like, I don't know where my place is at. You know, you can start by um, giving them a place to go and inviting them to be a part of it. Yeah. I want to end with one thing here just that occurred to me. Um, when we were talking about forgiveness, and we, we, we really kind of, kind of, push that to say, hey, I'm going to forgive that person. I also want to acknowledge the fact that if you're hearing this and you're feeling shame because of some of the things you've done mm-hmm. and of some of the ways that you've pushed people out, some of the things that the nastiness that happened during that divorce and the things that you said or did, I just want you to know that number one, shame comes from the enemy. He, you know, it is not something that you have to carry around and that you can make a choice in, in the same way you can choose to forgive. Yeah. One of the most powerful things you can do is ask for forgiveness and see how walls fall down mm-hmm. and see how much bonding and love can take place. So I just didn't want to leave that out here. If you happen to be listening and you're like, I'm, I'm doing well, but I'm, I'm really shameful for some of the things that I did. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to give you that freedom to say, hey, this is a great time to send that text message saying, hey, I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. I hope, really hope that you can forgive me for that. Uh, don't miss that opportunity. I think that's great. And it reminds me of scripture in first John one nine, when it says, if we confess our sins and ask for forgiveness, mm-hmm. um, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins and to cleanse us from our unrighteousness. And so that's I think right. starting with self yeah. first, and then like you said, extending that, that out to those that maybe mm-hmm. we've hurt or who have hurt us and offering Love that it. forgiveness or, um, uh, receiving that, extending it. Well, I love this topic and I know it affects people and I know that our audience, 
wants better relationships. Um, so I'm glad that you've been here today. We're going to go next week and we're going to talk about boundaries. We're going to talk about legacy, which is one of our favorite topics. Yeah. But before we leave you, you know, we are not necessarily, I don't think, the experts on extended family. Right. But the good thing is, is we know some. We know some. So we have some really great friends, uh, Dave and Ashley Willis, who host the Naked Marriage Podcast. They have just released a new book called Married Into the Family. It's on yes. Amazon right now. It is literally one of the best books we've read on extended family relationships. Yes. So if you haven't received a copy or gotten a copy, yep. go to Amazon, Married Into the Family by Dave and Ashley Willis. Yes. You'll love it. Yeah. It's packed with biblical insight, but how to navigate blended, or I'm sorry, how to navigate extended family relationships and whether you're blended or not, yeah. you know, this, this is a book that everybody can read on relationships and having to deal with in-laws and in that extended family. So it's great, you guys. There needs to be a whole book on that. Yes. We've got a hilarious in-law story. I don't know if we'll tell it, but we've got a pretty funny story about my mother. I uh, think we can tell it now that she is with Jesus. Yeah. But if she, if she were earth side, she would be very. Do you want to tell it now? Just to end the podcast on this light note of the story? I think we should save it. Save it? Yeah, we'll save it. Okay, we'll talk about the end of next week's podcast. We're going to talk about legacy Because this heritage. is boundaries, and this is one that he, oh, she wait, crossed. boundaries. Yeah, yeah, that was a funny yeah. one. Yeah. Mother-in-law crossed the boundary, so we'll save it for next week. I thought week. it was hilarious. But next week, we're going to tell that story. You won't want to miss it. Guys, thanks for joining us today on the BKF Podcast. We're so excited you're here. We love that you are here. Don't forget, leave us a review, like, share, comment, share this episode with anybody you think would benefit from it. Guys, we can't wait to see you next week. Be blessed in all that you do. Hey guys, so glad you were here with us today and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And you can find more resources from Blended Kingdom Families at blendedkingdomfamilies.com. Join us again next time as we hang out with more amazing podcast guests. And remember, nothing will be impossible with God.